Dear viewers, wherever you are, hello and welcome to this new episode of your program, Love Spectra. The time machine has always been a dream for humans since the dawn of time. Being able to go back in time and undo things that were not very pleasant in your personal life or in the history of humanity. Another reason why people would like to go back in time is to find about what great men or women did in the past history, or to, uh, you know, delve deeper into the crypts of history and find out if what they believe about something is true or not. Uh, in the modern times, um, going back in time or um, the time machine, has been a very famous movie. And we had several movies throughout the years in black and white, in color, and using all the very modern uh, sound and, and visual effects about people traveling throughout time. Um, but until now, it's still just a fiction, so, still a dream. In psychology, there is something called um, past life regression. And it's usually done through hypnosis. And of course, the scientific part will be clarified by my uh, guest tonight. Um, how true is it? Is it, a, is it a fact or myth? Is it something that your brain just creates? Is your, plain, is your brain playing games with you? mind games with you or is it a real fact and if it's a real fact then how much would that affect you and to go deeper into this topic i'm really delighted to be accompanied tonight by my usual and very special guest odis nasser who is the clinical counseling hypnotherapist odis hello and welcome to the program hi how are you Muhammad? Fine, thanks, Happy, as you said. New Happy New Year to you. I hope um, everything will be very pleasant for you during this new year. And um, to start off, you know, like past life regression or regressing, going back in life. Mm -hmm. um, just in, at the very beginning, in, in very simple English, what is this? What is this in, in like to the you know, layman to um, a common viewer? It just means I help the client go back into their past life. We have many lives. So they tap into one of the lives that they've had to see if they brought back anything from that life into this life, blocks them from finding happiness or hinder them from improving. That's the simplest way to explain it, just going back to one of the lives that they had, that they brought back something that is still blocking them in this life. Okay. And um, this will, you know, bring up the other question is, um, is there a um, spiritual or a religious background to this? Because, you know, in the Far Eastern beliefs, uh, like in Buddhism, Hinduism, there is the karma, there's the nirvana. So uh, there are different cycles of many lives. So you 
leave one life and you enter another, you may become a more superior or a more inferior being according to your deeds in the former life. So is there any relationship between this kind of scientific or psychological view and um, Far Eastern religions, belief in like a karma? Well, the whole concept of past life regression has been rooted in the Eastern religion, in Buddhism, before anything. It's called samsara. Samsara meaning getting the wheel of life. You always get reincarnated, reincarnated, reincarnated until you have learned your lesson. And ideally, in their view, in their philosophy, is that you don't want to come back to this life because you are brought to this life to suffer. This is the suffering. Hell is life. In samsara, meaning get reborn again until you keep your lesson. Exactly. Ideally, yeah, the ideal, I forgot the name of it, uh, when you reach... So, so it's like, nirvana, you would, be, you would have the nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. Nirvana is, that's it. You're done, you're no longer coming back to earth. So this is in, um, in the Buddhist philosophy and the Indian culture and in China from long time ago, thousands of years ago. However, Carl Jung, he was very spiritual. He was a student of Sigmund Freud. He was very spiritual. So when he started doing psychology, he traveled. He went to India. He went to China. And he studied Buddhism. He studied all of the stuff. And he brought it in as a way of helping a client in psychology. So he kind of combined the philosophy of the ancient wisdom, brought it into psychology as a way of helping a client or patient to find the root cause of their suffering. And it became like got coined more in the Western civilization, just in the 50s. Before that, the Western society didn't believe in it. So it's still kind of new. People believe in it 50-50. When somebody comes in, I don't offer it. Like when people come in and ask for it, most of the time they believe it. It is something they believe. So if the client believes in it, it's great. It's a very good tool to tap in and finding the root cause of your problem. When it comes to psychology, it is not listed on the APA, the American Psychological Association, as a treatment, as a scientific treatment. It is not. However, it is listed as a good way to help a client find the root cause of their problem. So there's no science evidence of it being a treatment, but there is science of it being a good resolution for a client. Like it does help the client find an answer. You know what I mean? It's not like listed on the list. Yeah. yeah, but it is there listed. It's like, yeah, you know what? It has benefits. Whether 50-50, a chance of, I've had agnostics. I have um, people from different beliefs that come in when they don't have any faith of it at all, but they're in a despair. They are in a, in a despair. They're sitting there like, I am completely blocked with this. I don't know where it is. And I don't offer it. They, we will be like doing some past life. We will be doing hypnosis. And their subconscious takes them to a past life. And they're like, where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. Your subconscious took you there. I, you know, I just opened you up. Sometimes their subconscious takes them there and they find the answer. And they're like, I don't believe in it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you found the answer. I That's totally understand what you're saying here. Yeah, and and be before going deeper into the techniques here, uh, uh -huh. I want to ask you, like you said, there are many past lives. Mm -hmm. uh, according to this technique, even like 
um, setting aside, um, you know, the um, spiritual or religious beliefs, but according to even the, the, the view or the psychological view of this past life regression, there are many different lives. So um, is there a number of lives or is it just infinite? Apparently it's infinite and um, you will go to the life that it's needed at that time based on what your issue is that day. So let's say today you come in, you have a block with love life. I don't know. So you're in my office and literally you, I say, let's go and pick a life. And then I'm not gonna go through how I take you there. And you are now in a life where you are betrayed and love and trauma and all the stuff. And then you find the answer, you're like, ah, I know what happened. Like I've always had a trust issue. That's why my issue is, and that's why I'm not successful in this life. Come in tomorrow. Maybe it's a different issue you have. Maybe something to do with betrayal. Then we end up in a different life because your subconscious knows which life to pick based on whatever issue you have. I did have two clients where we're in the session, they went into nine different past lives, nine. They were jumping between life to another life to another life, but there was one pattern between all of them. Okay. Your subconscious was trying to say, and the, the good thing about it is I don't tell them what they picked. And I asked them, what did you notice? So, same pattern. I was doing the same thing in every life. So somehow the answer was, I'm like, I am doing the same thing in this life too. Okay. Um, again, before digging deeper here, but uh, you said that they jumped through nine lives here. So um, the hypnotherapist, mm -hmm. to, what, to what extent do they induce this uh, movement from one life to another? Like, do you sort of manipulate that or not at all? Here's the skill. Here's what I tell people to be careful because I, I hope people listen to this. There are a lot of people who practice past life regression, but they're not hypnotherapists. They're not professionals. They didn't go and get a master's degree in psychology. There's anybody who can go on Audemé, they can go to an online class and they call themselves hypnotherapists. That term hypnotherapist is coined. You cannot do it unless you have a license. But there's hypnotists, there's people who are spiritual healers, there's those psychics who claim that they do it, which they could, I'm not putting them down, but they're not trained to do it professionally. So, for instance, when you're in hypnosis, we have to be completely, it's called free association. We have to back away and let you process everything on your own. You have to experience it on your own without putting any keywords. For example, when I am in a past life, I take you to a past life, I will never say the word, what do you see? Just asking this question, I just implanted an idea to look. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we have to be careful what words to say, what questions to use, what triggers to use, because we don't want to at all impact you. I don't use the word see or hear. I just say, what do you sense? Mm -hmm. Tell me what's happening. So when you say, what do you sense? So uh, do you go there with your full five or six senses in this past life? So do you touch, do you taste, do you smell, uh, and plus see and, and hear? Everybody is different. Some people see it like when I was training, I, my sense was stronger with my nose. The, the first thing I smelled was me. I smelled the area around me. I'm like, and I was a poor, poor man. I remember I was like a, a, a beggar 
And I remember when I went into that past life, I'm like, what the hell is that smell? And my practitioner who's practicing her, she was like, what do you smell? I'm like, I smell something. I'm like, oh my God, it's me. I was able to smell, my sense was smell. And I saw my life in 3D. Like I was, I saw colors and everything. Um, I, everything was 3D in my, that's how I experienced my world. Because remember, everybody sees things differently. I have a client who didn't see anything. She says, I just feel like I'm a man. I feel that I am a, a, a boy who I feel, I feel. That's how she sensed it. She just sensed her reaction. Some people don't see it like this. They're like, yeah, I, I see myself. That's me. I know that's me there. Like I'm watching kind of sitting in a movie. Some people see it black and white. Some people see it in colors. Some people don't see, they just feel. Some people hear. I was able to hear, I can hear my footsteps in one of the lives. The first thing I was hearing, my footsteps walking. And I'm like, I can hear footsteps and I can hear rain. So it depends your how you experience your world. It's like a dream. Some people see dreams black and white. Some people get So um, you would for, it's, it's, it's not, it's a very special kind of reincarnation here that I, it's more like an avatar. It's more like you would find your like yourself inside a, a different body too so like the vehicle the the vessel the vessel that really carries you in every life might be different so in one life you might have a different gender in another life you'll have a different color of skin you might have uh, a different language even so it's not reincarnation like you're not uh, you but in a different life you can be in a different body too as well Am I correct here? I've seen people were giants. I've had few people that were from another universe. Some people were aliens. Some people were energy form before the whole universe was built. They, it was very interesting. I'm like, what do you notice? Like, I don't know. I don't see hands. I don't see feet. I'm like, are you male, female? It took me an hour to figure out what it is. And we found out she was a light. She just light, lights. Okay. Big bang. Yeah. Like, and I had a guy who was a snake. I'm like, what are you? He's like, I don't know, but I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, what else? He's like, there's a bird. I, I'm hungry. I want to eat that bird. I'm like, okay. So he has sensation. Obviously, he is a thing. And I couldn't figure out what it is. He couldn't figure out what it was. He's like, I want to eat that bird. And he was hungry. His stomach started growling. And I said, well, can you move? He's like, yeah, I can move. But I have no feet. But I can crawl. I'm like, okay. Where are you? Well, I'm a tree. And he's like, oh, my tongue is oh, I'm a snake. I'm like, okay. He's a snake. I mean, it was mind-boggling that he was a snake. That was very unique to me. But there was a reason why he was seen as a snake. There was a, a pattern that he picked up, right? His subconscious showed him that he was a snake. Some people are... Um, <laughs> and we never know which part of your past life you're going to end up. Like, sometimes you may be in a past life in your death scene. Wow. Or... Like one girl was like, I don't know, it's all dark, it's all dark, I don't see anything. I'm like, maybe she's blocked. She's like, no, but I can feel like there's something around me, there's something around, but I'm choking and she started choking. Through the probing, we found out she was dying. She had sunk in a ship. Oh, so her first, her first scene was with her drowning. And imagine trying to explain what's happening. She has consciousness, but she's like, there's water and I don't understand anything, it's all dark. So let's so we, say you, you found something very intriguing or very, um, you know, uh, uh, interesting in a past life. 
would it be possible for you to return back to this life at will? Like if I, for instance, if in one of my past lives, I was a Roman soldier, for instance, and uh-huh. I like this life very much, or there is uh, something I was curious about in this life. Can I come back to you and you, can you, re- can you return me back again to the same life or it's not always possible? It is, but you, it's hard to do self-hypnosis on yourself. You really need to have somebody outside, unless you're a Buddhist monk who is living in a monastery and you can meditate yeah, yeah. hours, you can hypnotize yourself. But I mean, you as a specialist, you can bring me back again to the same life I was in before? If you want, but I don't control where your subconscious takes you. You're, only you can control your subconscious. So I will take you, if you say, oh, this, I want to continue with that part. I want to visit that part. I can try, but when I try to take you there, they say, I don't know why I'm not there. I'm somewhere else. I cannot control that. Your subconscious takes you somewhere else. I cannot stop that. So, um, uh, yeah, please go it, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just, it depends where, what you need. Because remember, your subconscious knows what you need, not me, not you. Even consciously, you think, you know, subconscious knows. My job is to numb your conscious, subconscious takes over, Take you or your spiritual guide if you're spiritual. You know, I, I'll use the term that the client uses. If the guy, the, the client says, Oh, my guide wants me to go there, I'm like, Okay, so your guide will decide. If somebody who's more free thinker will say, I want to see where my subconscious takes me, we'll go there. But if you want to go, you can always say, I want to go back to that life. I've had clients because there's two parts of past life there's one where you experience a whole life, and normally we end it when you die to see what the life lessons were. And there is part two, which is where you go when you die. There's a spiritual element, the spiritual realm, the heavens, where we go. So wow. sometimes people, yeah. uh, they want to do it like together. So that's like a four-hour session. They come in, we do one past life. We experience the whole life. Death scene, where they go, another two hours. And sometimes they come in for one past life. And then a week or two later, they come in and they want to do the spiritual life. So we end up going back to try to take okay. them back life but the death scene like start from the you have to experience when your soul left the body to see where you go so when i go through a whole past life is it like time lapse is it fast forward uh like i try to take you i try to help i if you've never done it before i try to take you to visit at least like uh childhood family uh, an important event, a happy event, a sad event, love event. Sort of uh, like cornerstones, like, you know, or like landmarks in my life. Yeah, like things that had impact on you. So always childhood, there's an impact. Uh, your family has an impact. There's always a love story. There's always a, a lesson learned. There's always um, things that like some, how you died is very interesting. How you were killed or how you died. Did you die natural cause or not? But sometimes I don't go and take you there. I just say, okay, you know, three, two, one, and go. And I just click my finger and then they like, oh, I am at my wedding. They just go. I just count and I snap my finger and somehow they're there. Like, I don't know. I'm in a wedding now. Oh, now they tell me what's going on. And then, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, let's visit another scene. Let's visit another event from that life that's important to you. And three, two, one, and I snap my finger like, oh, now I'm a child. I'm in my high school. I'm being bullied. So I just, I ask them like, where do you want to go? When they're done the scene, would you like to visit another scene? Yeah. Okay. Let's go 
where do you want to go? Oh, I would like to meet my family. Okay, three, two, one, go. And they're boom, they're there like instantly. Okay. So sometimes they go back and forth. Sometimes they, um, I, I had a client in the past life. The first one, it was, he died through birth. Wow. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. I'm like, well, he's like, I was just born on a diet. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that was a short ending. Okay, let's try a different life. He's like, I don't know what the hell with that. I'm like, oh, don't ask me. Your subconscious showed you that. It was interesting. He's like, oh, I'm alive. Oh, I'm dead. So I'm like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is everybody ready for this past life regression? Or are some people like um, totally um, away from it? Like, is it possible for everyone to do it? Yes, but I personally, from experience, will not offer it to someone who's never done hypnosis before because your subconscious will not take you to a past life unless you clear the blockages in this life there's no shortcut a lot of people say oh i think i brought it from my past life i'm like uh-uh your subconscious knows if there is some issues that you haven't dealt with in this life it will stop you it will not take you it's like you're not going back and Muhammad. come back and deal with this you had issues in this life you have to clear it first okay. so i i will not allow it but sometimes people come in they want to do regular hypnosis and they end up in past life i can't stop like i don't control i tell them if you come in it's two hours it could go this way it could go this way what doesn't matter where your subconscious takes you just be open to it because all i do is open it and you are in control where you go and uh not everybody gets into it yanni i've had people who come in they really have been with me for like years and then we've been doing hypnotherapy every month and they're like okay you know what i want to try past life i'm like great they don't go through it they're like i don't know because they don't believe it it's not going to work you have to have some kind of belief it doesn't mean you have to believe in, in in reincarnation but you must have a belief in yourself to trust yourself that there may be something and you are ready to face it and uh, yeah uh, uh, how how does like you know your past life experience so uh let's say i'm now um in a past life and mm -hmm. i'm a soldier in the army um and then i get a fatal blow mm -hmm. uh, how will this affect me me like the person who is with you in the clinic how will this affect me when i see myself receiving this fatal blow uh, do you have like sort of convulsions or like sweating or like somebody might scream out loud? Uh, might they have uh, fast heartbeats, high, uh, you know, like hypertension? What goes on? Like sometimes, sometimes I feel it. Depends. If you, it depends how you died. So I had a guy who was a general in the Chinese army and uh, he was hit by one of his colleagues like a, a betrayal and he hit him by a spear so we were not prepared for that scene and when he hit him he really screamed on the chat uh, on the couch and he fell off the couch because wow okay when you're in hypnosis your subconscious thinks it's real by the way as you're dreaming you don't know you're dreaming so in some in your hypnosis you think it's real so when the guy was hit by the spear he was like ah and he fell i'm like what happened he's like i got hit by a spear he didn't feel the pain, but if somebody is dying a natural death, like uh, I'm taking you like, oh, I'm, you know, old, I'm in my bed. I know I'm dying. I'm sick. So I'm prepared. So I try to help you detach a little bit from your body so you can like watch it from outside so you don't feel the death scene. But at one moment, sometimes I speed it up and I say, okay, now three, two, one, you took your last breath. 
Yes. Because once you start thinking, you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense. I was in the, you know, I was there a couple of days ago. I, I, I was in the cowboy village and I know I can see myself as a cowboy. Okay, these are scenes from this life. The more you think, the more you're going to kill the process. I say, just let it go. Like, just keep going. Don't think. Trust the process. That's where most people wake themselves up. Okay. And that's when they say, oh, I went to hypnotherapy. It didn't do good. I'm like, it do with us. Eat yourself up. Because that it doesn't go like boom you have to go slowly and then slowly slowly and then boom and that boom people start screaming people like what happened like i see the shock they're like where am i where am i and uh things happen they could be in the middle of the war they could be and it happened to every client when they say what happened or they scream or whatever i'm like oh, they're there they're there so um you know, like we see in, in a lot of horror movies, and um, even some people believe that. Mm-hmm. Is there a possibility that your past life regression hypnosis might come to haunt you later on? So let's say that um, in one of my past lives, I met a demon, for instance, or like uh, an evil entity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, would this come and haunt me in my... Um, current life well not through science no but what happens is once you experience past life regression you have unlocked the black box of memories so mm-hmm. what happens is you may for instance not remember your name uh, some people's like I, I don't remember my name but then after the session two days later they're driving and they're like oh my god i remember my name like the memories can trigger any time um, the patterns will start triggering anytime things you may be cooking and something happened like, Oh my God, I remember something. So these memories may trigger something, but I do know there is a, a psychiatrist who specializes with children. I forgot his name, Tucker, Jim Tucker. He's an actually world known psychiatrist who specializes in passive aggression. He only, he's in New York. You can, he was on uh, Netflix too, I think. He studies children. I'm sorry, my cat is meowing. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Harry, Harry, maybe? maybe? Oh yeah, he's scratching the. See him? That's my new cat. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so what he did is he studies. He believes, and he found proof that okay, yes, I know that children have the most vivid past life memories because as children you remember it. The older you get, the memories get dissolved. Mm-hmm. So he studies children and he wants to make sure that <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with them. He wants to make sure that they are not tapered in, like the parents have not said anything to them or they haven't seen anything. So when the parents believe that there is something going on, because the child's like, it's not me, I, I need to give the description. Like there's one guy who was a kid, he's like, I remember how I died. He was two years old. He's like, I remember falling from a tower, there was a, a, a plane. He was talking about the 9-11. And he described how he died. He had a heart attack before he fell and what he was wearing. He talks about his family, his children. And the family is like, oh, God, this guy is like two years old. How does he, how does he know this stuff? So did you encounter ever or did he encounter or did any of the people who do past life regression hypnosis encounter an experience like this that, for example, um, so I'm... Um, so like in one of my past lives, I'm Chinese. And then all of a sudden, I speak Mandarin. 
So in this life, I don't know one word of Mandarin, but in the in the in the past life, I can speak Mandarin fluently. Uh, would would this ever happen, or you only speak your own language? You only speak your language. I've never seen anybody speak some other language. I think there's one journalist who who is my teacher, Georgina Cannon. I'm sure she's yeah. gonna. She talked. About, there was a show on CBC talked about a woman that was in her office who spoke a language in hypnosis. Uh, a dialect in India that's no longer used anymore at all. Like it's been gone 400 years ago. Yeah. And the journalist went in, she went to the village, she looked at the house, she described where the house, the address, the family. And I think they did investigate it, but then I think they found out like she probably studied it and she probably forgot about it. I, I forgot the story. I remember watching it. There was a huge investigation whether did she um, really yeah. like psychiatrist these children when he studies them the details he actually has a team that they will go investigate like the villages the areas from around the world like he sent a family to germany to find the parents um who are his kids like his kids in the past life okay because you know like uh what you're saying again has a sort of an overlap with the deja vu again like so Sometimes uh, people would go like, for instance, um, someone, it would be their first time ever in Italy. But all of a sudden they say, hey, you know what? I know this neighborhood. And you know what? At the end of this street, there is a house and the house is number 42. And inside this house, there is this and that. And when he really goes to the house, it's exactly like he described it something just clicks in their mind. So is it possible in past life regression for you to see real places that uh, still exist until today that you, you personally have never visited before? I haven't seen anybody doing that, but the psychiatrist, the children he studies, they're giving him details about even names of people, how they died, the, the details of like the airplanes, and these are children. Um, and are these real things? Like, this is real information? They give him detail that there's no way anybody could know. And because, again, children. Because he, and he really has, a, like, he teaches, and he's very well known. He only has, like, 50 cases of kids. Learn, nothing to do with deja vu, like details. Whereas the guy who was a pilot in World War II, he told him the name of the plane, the, the number on the plane, the name of his buddy, how they blew up something, like details that nobody will know. Name of children, name of family, name of villages. Um, and the family of the kids, like we have no idea. None of the house has anything to do with it. Outside of the world, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting, absolutely, indeed, yeah. of course. You, his his research and videos are uh, what's his name? Um, Tucker Jim Tucker, very well known. But there is uh, a neuro uh, neuroscientist, not a surgical neurosurgeon, a neurosurgeon, I think. Um, I think some of the people know him. He's he's written books, uh, Proof of Heaven. This guy is a one hundred percent atheist. He is a brain surgeon. He studied neuroscience. He's a neuroscientist. You know how brilliant these guys are. He went to a coma for three months and he was brain dead, completely brain dead. He has meningitis. I forgot his name. Um, Even Alexander, Dr. Alexander. 
He got out of the coma and he told them where he was in the life between the spiritual world. And people laughed at him. He was like, I don't know. I'm, there's no way I could make this up because my brain was dead. There was nothing. There was nothing going on. And he studied to see where did these come from? His brain was fried. There was nothing. So he's like, is there super consciousness? Is there something out there outside our consciousness? And what he described things that people told him about a sister that he even didn't know that she died, that he had a sister before he was born. He said he met his sister. She told him, I am here, here, here. So he talked to his parents. They're like, yeah, you did have a sister that died like 15 years before you were born. He described what she looked like. He described her death. He met people. He was given messages. So he wrote down the book. It's called Proof of Heaven. So what I do in past life, when, do you remember the scene when I say I take you to the spiritual world? Yeah. People experience what he experienced. But I personally ask that they read his book. Did they not read his book? Did they read other books? Because it's stuff that popular knowledge that people say, oh, yeah, I, I saw that. Like there's different places that they go. They describe everything the same way. They use the same words. And I asked him, like, did you ever read any books? Like, no. I'm like, okay, interesting that you mentioned the same words. Maybe there is something. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to guess, right? They use the same description. I'm like, okay. Are you sure you didn't read anything? I'm like, no. They're like, yes, nothing? Interesting indeed. And yes. Question, you're like, nothing? Nothing, nothing? They're like, nothing. I'm like, do you have any spiritual ties to Buddhism? Do you watch the flesh? Like, nothing. I'm like, okay, what the hell? Something is out there because I'm shocked that they described exactly things that everybody else in my session sees. And I don't say anything. I know I don't say anything. I just say, where are you? Wow. It's, it's, yeah, like it's, it's, um, it's a real, um, you know, it's really mind boggling, you know? Uh. <laughs> well, I can share one little thing you want because i'm curious about it i you know i'm not a believer or anything i like more science but i do know in uft when i was asking this because my teacher was like i'm like i don't believe in any of this stuff she's like it's therapy just believe it you don't want to believe it it's up to you but you know it's therapeutic so i struggled going to a past life when they were training on me it took me like five times to because i never believed in it but anyways i started researching so you know how the dna travels from family to family the genes travel they did find that in the penal gland, it's a small little gland in the back of your head. It's like the size of a peanut, literally. Some of the DNA of memory, memory DNA can actually travel through the genes. So I am, my great grandmother is Armenian. Let's say she died on the cross being burnt alive and she died from the traumatic fire. Through her DNA, I may have that, not the memory, but fear of fire. It may travel through my genetics and I will have a fear of fire, not a memory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. My memory does live not just in your brain. The memory does live in body parts as well, because when they do, um, uh, when I donate my body, I'm a, a donor. So when I die and I give you my heart and I have issues in my heart, memories in my heart will be transferred to you. And they did find people who do, do give body parts. Some of the memories from the dead patients are transferred to the new body. So memory doesn't only reside in the brain. The muscle has memory. 
which we know, right? Look at athletes. They do like when I play piano in the beginning, I was training, but now I don't even look at the piano. I can play without even looking because my yes, hand. Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Memory is always there, but it could maybe there is something that we haven't tapped on. I'm not gonna, you know, put religion down. I, I do it in utmost respect. Like when somebody comes in, they want to do past life, especially when I do spiritual life. Let know I know where we're going. I treat it with all respect, whether I believe it or not. I don't want to get there. I don't want to tap in the unknown or what if it's true. So I treat it with all respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really a very interesting experience, and uh, really thank you very much, Adis, for taking us through uh, this journey here. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, absolutely, our viewers would be very interested to know uh, more about it and really try it for themselves. So, um, at the end of this interview, I really um, thank you very much for being with us, and really looking forward to having you time and again with us. Thank you very much, Adis. And um, dear viewers, if we were to come to a conclusion here or to try to recap, H.G. Um, Wells, he wrote The Time Machine, and uh, this was, uh, you know, like an incredible book at the time, and then it became a box office hit in, in the cinema, and um, they made many, many different versions of it. So it was and still is a dream to travel uh, in uh, a past life and to see um, the past and maybe the future. But, um, you know, uh, this, there are two sides to the story here. Some people see it in a spiritual way. Some people see it in, in a purely scientific way. But just like what you said, we should respect all of these different views. And... Um, Anyways, I believe that would be a real eye-opener. So, uh, because it's not induced by your hypnotherapist, but it's induced by you, by your experience, uh, your age, your gender, your life experience, your socioeconomic class, what kind of trauma did you face in your life? All these things play a pivotal role, really, in taking you to one life more than the other or in taking you to specific life not the other um so all these things need to be kept in mind um at the end of the day um humans were are and will always be a very big mystery dear viewers until we meet again thank you very much for watching please take good care